everyone and welcome to our first speaker session of our second annual Global Summit. I'm joined by the amazing Michael Earl. Michael Earl is an award-winning wellbeing consultant and mental health practitioner with local mental health charity. He has been a qualified children and families social worker for over 12 years. He delivers wellbeing sessions on a group and one-to-one -one basis to people and organizations around the world Michael helps people discover that by using simple practices, they can enhance and improve their well-being at work and in their personal lives. He is a great advocate of self-care and inspires people to prioritize themselves by always taking their lunch break, as you can see on his T-shirt today. <laughs> this webinar will explore the importance of looking after our well-being, not just for ourselves, but for the benefit of all those around us and that we connect with. Michael, welcome to our Global Summit and thank you so much for being here today. Hi, thank you very much, Paul. Thank you very much. It's a real pleasure. Definitely, it's a pleasure to be here. The pleasure is all ours. So I'm going to hand over the stage and let you take us through how our well-being is non-negotiable. Thank you. Thank you very much, Paul. Hi, everybody. Um, it's Michael, and I'm really, really pleased to be joining you here from not so sunny Bristol. It's bright, but it's not as sunny as it was a few weeks ago. Um, but that doesn't matter. I'm very, very excited to be sharing um, just a few moments and a few minutes with you about talking about why it's important to make your well-being non-negotiable. Um, and so just to kick off, you might be thinking, why, what are you, why are you using the word non-negotiable? I'll tell you why. Um, because there are certain things in life that you can negotiate, okay? There are certain things in life you can say, well, okay, I don't really need to do that. It's I can leave it by the wayside. Um, what I'm going to hopefully come and share with you today, some ideas, just some ideas, is about why it's really important to make your well-being non-negotiable because it is part of how we actually live and thrive and be our best. Okay, so that, that's the what I'm going to try and focus on today. Now, I've got some points of learning for you. Um, and I will go over these as I go through the presentation. Um, there are no slides. It's just going to be me talking and hopefully interacting with you. Um, so the key learning, one of the key learning points, number one, is that making your well-being a non-negotiable factor is a life goal, okay? It's not something that you achieve in a weekend. It's a lifelong pursuit, a lifelong goal. So making your well-being a non-negotiable takes time, okay? And it's going to take all of your lifetime. It's a fully engaging life um, process, okay? Number two, the number two learning point I want you to take away from today is that self-care is not selfish. I'll say that again, and there's a little bit more at the end. Self-care is not selfish. There has been a lot of um, misunderstandings about self-care and what it means, and hopefully we'll go into that today. Okay, um, Self-care is foundational because when you look after yourself, you then have the strength and you've got the, the, the foundation to look after others and the strength you cannot look after other people if you're not looking after yourself or look your job, whatever it is. Okay, so that's number two. Self-care is not selfish. And learning point, key learning point number three is to keep a good well-being, okay? Keeping good well-being helps you to thrive in every area of your life. I'll say that again. Maintaining and keeping good well-being 
helps you to thrive in every other area of your life. Okay. So those are my three key learning points I'd like you to take away. And um, I will continue with my presentation. Now, I'm going to be speaking from a personal point of view because I think that's the best way to engage people and to let people know that, you know, it's not just something that I'm reading from. This is something that I engage in on a daily basis. Um, the other point I want to make is that we are all works in progress progress. You know, we are all doing this on a journey basis. So I'm not sitting here today and saying that I've actually arrived and I've got it all done down pat. Um, that's not the case. Every day, I have to engage in looking after my well-being and keeping it as a priority, a number one non-negotiable priority. And, and I was just having a quick brief conversation with Paul before I came on the air. Um, and I was talking about what was happening to myself recently. I had a, had a few mishaps. Um, we've you know had some bereavements in the family. Um, and what I realized, what I've noticed is that by continually looking after my well-being and not neglecting it and saying, well, I'm not going to go for that walk today. I'm not going to exercise. I'm not going to eat healthily because I'm feeling down. By keeping and maintaining my well-being, it has allowed me to have that positive contributing factor to getting through difficult times. And this is really important. This is why I'm saying that your well-being needs to be non-negotiable. Okay. So you are probably asking how do we make our well-being non-negotiable? One of the most important things that we can employ is the process of good routines, or some people call them habits, routines, both mean the same thing. So adopting positive habits and routines in your daily life, looking after your well-being, will help you to make it a part of your everyday life. It's a bit like, um, you know, Wash, washing your face, brushing your teeth, um, maybe having breakfast if you do. These are things now that we do automatically. Um, and I've read a little bit of research that says that about 40% of the things that we do in our lives, everyday lives, is actually out of habit, automatic. For example, if you if you do drive to work or walk to work, you probably take the same route every day unless there's a diversion and you do it automatically you don't think which turning do I have to take it's because you've done that trip so many times that journey from home to work whether it's by a bus route or car or walking or cycling that it's now become automatic to the point where you don't have to think about the turns that you make or which road you're going down it's an automatic journey it's actually become part of your memory it's actually in your head. And so this is what I'm talking about and helping people to look about making your well-being, looking after yourself, a routine, routines that you can do. Now, one of the things I, I always talk about, and Paul mentioned it earlier, is about always taking your lunch break. Now, I'm going to explain this. So when I was working um, as a social worker, there was a, a rumor going around that social workers and in their offices don't have lunch breaks. Now, I had come from a background where I always took a lunch break when the time came because I understood that you needed a break in work to re-energize your mind and body. Um, and so... When I started my social work uh, post, uh, one o'clock came, which is my usual lunchtime, and I got up to go to work. And my manager said, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to take my lunch break. And they said, well, we don't have lunch breaks here. I'm not sure if he was serious or not. 
But uh, I said, well, I'm going to take mine. And I did. And I came back and I carried on with my day. Now, taking a lunch break is also uh, a metaphor for self-care. It's an act of self-care. It's about looking after yourself. Um, And once again, I emphasize the importance of self-care. As I said, that's one of the things, point number two, self-care is not selfish. The example is, if I'm not functioning at my best, if I don't feel well, if I haven't been eating um, you know, as well as I can, haven't been taking exercise to strengthen uh, mind and body, and I'm going through a working day, the possibility is, and research shows, that without taking a break, the productivity of your efforts goes down. So you're producing a lower quality of work. That's even in your everyday working life. So just think about your personal situations as well. Um, not looking after our well-being can make us more susceptible to um, illnesses and viruses. Um, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not saying that you, you know, you shouldn't take medication. Of course you should when it's needed. But if you're have a foundation of good well-being, good well-being habits, it helps to boost your immunity because what you're doing, you're, you're constantly looking after yourself. You're not just waiting until you feel unwell before you then start to look after yourself. So well-being is a case of maintenance, looking after yourself the best way that you can okay, for as long as you can. And um, we need to do this on a regular basis, not just every now and again. Now, I want to share with you, um, there are some comments coming up on the screen. They're a little bit small. I can't read them, unfortunately, but thank you for your comments. I appreciate them. Now, I'm going to go through some tips and hints that I want to share with you, which will help to contribute to your well-being okay now one of the first ones is the the five ways of well-being um and that's been well highlighted here in the uk uh, uk government has seen the need for people to look after their well-being and so the five pillars or the five um, components of uh well-being looking after your well-being are um connect keep learning be active notice and give So it basically spells the word clang, C-L-A-N-G, connect, learning, active, notice, and give. So I will break these down for you. So connecting, that is about connecting with each other. So whether that may be having conversations, talking, maybe a phone call to a friend to see how somebody is, Um, because we were made and created to connect with each other, even as we're doing now, even on this, this global summit, you know, we're sharing ideas and we're sharing information to help to improve and make our lives um, better, improve our lives. So connecting with each other is actually one of the pillars and foundations of good well-being, okay? And we do that on a, on a daily basis. Sometimes these are things we, we do without even thinking, okay, which is great. This is what the whole point of it is. You naturally connect with people. We want to talk, um, and we all know and understand the difficulties that we had during the, the lockdown. We were told to distance and self-isolate, and that went against the connecting thing, but we still had to find ways around it, and, you know, we everybody got used to using Zoom and other platforms for connecting. So it's, it's really important, really powerful that you stay connected with people and sometimes the, the, the opposite can affect us. When we're feeling low and depressed, we tend to want to shy away and keep ourselves to ourselves. But the opposite is actually 
a better way forward. It's about trying to share how you feel with somebody, connecting, talking to them, getting those feelings out, um, and even working in the mental health background, uh, the charity that I work for, we found that a lot of our clients really appreciate the the one-to-one, the face-to-face meetings that we can now have now that the COVID restrictions have been lifted. Um, and they are saying how important it is for them to come into the office to speak to us as practitioners because they missed that during the lockdown. So connecting one with another is really important. Just seeing someone else's face, hearing them talk and um, finding out how they are and, and sharing your emotions and feelings is very, very important. So connecting is a really important part of one of the five ways of well-being, and that's number one. The second component is learning. Now, when I say learning, this is about your your your, your mind, your brain, keeping the brain active. So it's not just about studying and taking a course. For example, it could be maybe learning a language, learning to play a musical instrument, um, maybe learning a new way or routes to get to your place of work or to visit a friend taking on something different and and a different mental challenge helps to keep the mind and brain stimulated, um, increases the neural pathways as well. So instead of just doing the same old thing again and again, a little bit of learning is actually good for your brain. It actually helps your brain to function better um, and it keeps your brain um, well, healthy. You're doing something new. So routines are very important, don't get me wrong, but learning is really good. Like my wife is actually learning to play the keyboard, learning to play the piano, and she's learning Spanish as well. Um, And I've been doing a little bit of learning of Spanish. So it's all all good fun, Um, but it it helps to keep the mind going, keep the brain going. Um, So not just on your, your, your work job, your day job, this is learning for fun and, you know, do something that's interesting. And that's the other key component. Make sure that you enjoy the things that you do. So if you're learning or doing a crossword, make sure the things that you do that's fun, yeah? So not just learning for academic sake, but learning for fun. Um, If you enjoy something, you're more likely to pick it up and to keep going with it and to turn it into a, a positive habit. So that's connecting, learning, active, being active really important. Um, it's, it's one of the things that I try to do on a daily basis, some sort of movement or physical activity, um, what I call moving on purpose, um, because we all move around in our daily lives, you know, um, you know, getting up to, to get up in the morning, um, go to the bathroom, shower. But there is uh, much to be said about having 30 minutes of exercise or movement so it's what i call movement on purpose you dedicate 30 minutes a day to movement it could you don't have to go to the gym i'm not talking about going to the gym some people i know that's not their thing um you can go for a walk maybe in your local area you can exercise at home there are so many um youtube videos that you can do a quick 30 minute exercise routine before you you leave for work um i try my best to do my exercises usually in the morning and again this is part of forming good habits and routines and the reason that I do it in the morning is I find that if I don't do it first thing in the morning or early in the morning then as the rest of the day goes by you get so busy with other activities and life uh, challenges or things come up that you don't get a chance to fit it in so I I fit mine in in the morning. Your days might be completely different. You might have another space in the day where you can fit in your exercise. But physical exercise is really good, not just for the body, but it's good for the mind as well. Um, It releases endorphins, which is the happy hormone. So it actually makes you feel better. So 
just I, I usually go sometimes if I can't get to the gym, I'll go for a 30 minute walk in the morning before work. Um, there's a local park nearby me. Um, doesn't take long to get there. So just 30 minute walk. So 30 minutes is 15 minutes out. And then wherever I am at 15 minutes, I turn back around and walk back home. So when I say 30 minutes, that's the whole time of the walk. It's not just the, the first half. Yeah. So just 30 minutes. Not, not an hour, not 45 minutes, 30 minutes a day of regular exercise will actually have a positive impact on your well-being, not just making you feel good, but actually helping you um, to, you know, st stay physically and mentally well. Um, we had a little challenge locally um, with, with some of my friends here in Bristol. And uh, in August, we called it Awesome in August. And what we did, we challenged ourselves to do a 30-minute walk every day in the month of august just just gone um and it was great so we all had a little whatsapp group we just you know messaged each other when we when we did the walk or just a few words of encouragement and um one of my friends lost a stone in weight in the month of august just by completing 30 minutes of exercise walking and it was just walking for 30 minutes in the local area every day for the month of august um and i think he obviously adjusted his eating as well but he was able to lose a stone in a month he lost one stone in weight by exercising adding daily exercise 30 minutes a day to his uh, routine and it, it wasn't stressful he wasn't going to the gym didn't need any special equipment um this was just consistency and that's another really important part of your well-being doing something that you know you can commit to on a consistent basis. Again, coming back into habits, routines, they're so very, very powerful as a component of looking after your health, uh, yeah, your wealth, your health is your wealth and your well-being. Um, so yes, you know, exercise is key. And if you can fit in just 30 minutes, maybe 30 minutes or 20 minutes again every day, it's gonna be, you know, making a great difference to your well-being and your body and your mind will thank you for it. Um, so the next component in the five ways of well-being is noticing, noticing. So noticing connects with um, mindfulness or being mindful. It's just about being more aware of your surroundings, where you are, where you live. Um, and it's about not taking things for granted because, you know, hands up, we, we all do every now and again, take things for granted. You know, our health, friends and family, they're there. But noticing says, just take a little bit more time in the day, you know, maybe to notice where you live, your surrounding areas. Um, sometimes it's about maybe discovering new parts of your locality where you live, maybe some places or some streets or some parks or roads you've never been to before. And that goes, that links, they all link together. That links back into learning. So you can learn a new way to do something. Just maybe noticing your neighbours, maybe, you know, saying hello to them maybe knocking on the door, checking if they're okay. Um, all these little things are really important to your well-being. And it's because generally all these, these activities, connecting, learning, active, noticing, are things that you do outside of yourself. So you're, you're reaching outside of yourself to connect with others and to connect with your environment really does make a massive difference. And um, the last one is G, forgiving or give. Um, and by that, I don't just mean giving money, 
it's about maybe volunteering some time. If you've got some time to volunteer for a local charity, some people there are in areas, local charity shops, um, you know, volunteering maybe on a Samaritan's line, just little things like that. It's about giving of your time. So it's not about, you don't have to have money to give, giving of your time, maybe again, meeting up with a friend to, to listen to how they're feeling. Again, that links in with connecting. So connecting, listening, learning, active, being noticed, giving, they all are interconnected and they all help to maintain and look after good well-being. And as I said before, if you notice, it's all about going outside of yourself. So it's about reaching outside of yourself because the tendency when we feel low is to just sit back and to say, well, I don't feel like it, why should I? Building positive well-being means that sometimes you do have to stretch out go out of your bounds, go out of your comfort zone. Um, and sometimes, with my, even with myself, when I was doing my exercising, there were days when I didn't feel like it. I have to put my hands up. I just said, I really don't feel like this. But because I've been so used to doing it and I felt the benefits, you know, I was motivated to say, it's only 30 minutes. It's not going to take long. And I would get out there. And once I'd done that walk or that little bit of exercise, the endorphins, the positive feelings would just make me feel absolutely amazing boost my energy levels and that just you know gave me the boost for the day that I needed even when you even when you're going through some low you know low times and sometimes it makes you feel a little bit you know weary um it's it's really great to be able to focus on your well-being because then when when I'm in a, a position of having good well-being I can be of more positive use to other people and that allows me to care for people at a higher level rather than coming with low energy because people don't want you to have low energy they want you to be you know there to lift them up but it starts with you you have to make sure that you're looking after your well-being and then you can be of use and strength and building to others okay so now one of the um the tips that i give to people uh, usually, um, and they ask me about, you know, Michael, how do I, how do I look after my well-being, and what should I do? Um, and these are to professionals who work. One of the, the the best tips I can give you, if you are actually um, working, if you you know going to on a daily job, and you have um, appointments and plans and things to do, um, I suggest to people, uh, professionals, that they actually book in their first appointment as their lunch break. Yeah. So you decide before you start your other appointments is that you put in the time where you're going to have um, your lunch break. OK, so you put that you put that position in and then you actually build your other appointments around your lunch break, because what we usually do. We book in all our appointments for the day. And then when it comes to taking our lunch, which is, you know, an act of self-care, there's nothing, there's no space, there's nowhere to put it. So my top tip to you professionals those of you are working is book in the time you want to have your lunch break first and then book your other work appointments for that day around your lunch break time okay because that is an act of making your well-being non-negotiable that says to yourself that I prioritize my well-being I'm looking after myself because I know if I don't I'm not going to be able to be performing my job at my best okay so it's not being selfish like i said um key learning point number two self-care is not selfish self-care actually allows you 
to be a better professional, a better person at home as well, it's because you're looking after yourself, then you have the energy and you're coming from a point of being able to look after others also. Okay, so that's just a little tip. Put in your lunch break appointment time first and then your other work appointments around it. So that time is is uh, reserved for you. Okay, um, and I always say that um, your lunch break, if you're working a professional, your lunch break is an appointment that you keep with yourself. Okay, so remember that you can you can reframe your lunch break as an appointment that you keep with yourself. It's a professional appointment. Okay, so if somebody says, um, "Oh, Paul, can I have a meeting with you at one o'clock?" and Paul will say, "Well, actually, I've already got an appointment booked for one o'clock. I'm afraid. So can we uh, book another? Can we find another time?" Okay, and they don't have to know what that appointment is. It's an appointment that you pre-booked with yourself and it's your lunch break and it's your act of self-care that helps you maintain your um, energy throughout the day. You do need to take a break in a working day. You should. If you work more than six or eight hours a day, uh, it's recommended, health-wise recommended, that you should take a break at some point in your day to look after yourself, okay? And then when you look after yourself, you can look after others. Right. I want to give you the ABC, another little tip of mine, ABC of how to take your lunch break, okay? So just three points, and I hope that this will, will help you actually to take your lunch break properly because some people, they have their lunch, but they don't move away from their workspace. So these are my three tips, ABC, for a good way of taking a lunch break. So A is you should move away from your space of work for it. If it's a desk or a bench, try to move away from the area that you actually are working. So you come away from it completely. So for example, you don't sit in front of your laptop or a computer and have lunch because the tendency then is to look at emails or to answer some emails and it's not actually um, a fully engaged lunch break. So A, away, move away from your area or space of work, okay? B, take a break from technology. So if you can, maybe put your phone on silent, just turn it off just for the time that you're having your lunch break. Not always, okay? Just so for maybe 30 minutes or 40 minute lunch break, whatever it is, turn off your mobile phone, put it down, put it on silent, put it in a drawer, but disconnect, break from technology. So B is break for technology. A is away from your desk. And C is connect with nature. If you can, and I know it depends on the weather, um, try to get outside for a few minutes during your lunch break. You maybe might take a short stroll, get a bit of fresh air. If you can't get out and it's you know really rainy, you haven't got an umbrella, make sure that you're sitting by a window so you can able to look outside and connect with nature that way. Maybe you can see some of the trees or looking over a lake or just generally at the sky if you're surrounded by skyscrapers. Just to be able to look up at the sky, see the clouds, the sun, or the rain. It might be raining, depending on that, you know. But it's all part of connecting with nature, okay? So you just need to have that disconnect from technology. Connect with nature and away from your place of work. So that's the A, B, C of how to take your lunch break properly. Away from your place of work. B for break from technology. Turn your phone off, turn your laptop off, turn the computer off if you can. And C try to connect with nature. If you can, get outside for a breath of fresh air because sometimes being stuck in the office isn't very good. Or if not, to be able to look out the window, see some green fields, or if not, at the very least, you can look up and maybe see the sky. But try to connect with nature. That's your ABC, okay? Away from your desk, break from technology, 
connect with nature and that's how you take a proper lunch break make that lunch break important okay and as i said before it's an act of self-care so another little tip i want to give you before i'm going to be finishing about i'll hopefully open up for some questions if if anyone's got any questions um is pause on purpose now or as i like to call it pop pop pause on purpose now this is a technique that you can use in any situation for example where somebody wants to talk to you about doing some more work or has a question to ask you our natural tendency is to answer straight away because we like to obviously you know be positive with people and people say oh yes you know michael's always there he's always saying yes and he's a good worker but the danger of that is is that we can um without being careful noticing take on too much work take on too much work on our on our workload and the next thing we know we've overburdened ourselves with work and that can affect how we feel we've got too much time you know we've done too much we haven't got the time to finish the jobs and then the person that's asked us to do the work you know has become disappointed because we haven't hit the deadline so the act of pausing on purpose is as it says it just allows you to have a moment's time to think before you give the response so for example someone says to me oh michael we've got this really urgent report can you do it for me we need it tomorrow so instead of saying i don't say no and i don't say yes what i do say is like can you just give me a moment to check my schedule i'm not too sure if i've got the capacity but when i have checked it i can give you my genuine answer whether it's going to be yes or no so all i've done is just created a little bit of space and time that's going to let me check my schedule to see whether i can in fact take on that additional bit of work which has been you know it's an emergency bit of work it's not part of my schedule somebody wants it done um i'll just need to say to them just give me a moment let me check to see what's going what's happening with my schedule and i'll get back to you with an answer that is pausing on purpose it just gives you a few minutes moments to check see what your capacity is and then give an answer so i'm not saying you don't give an answer the answer may be yes you might say do you know what I do have time in my schedule to do this report for you so I will be able to do it or you might have to say do you know what's actually happening at the moment I'm really really busy I genuinely don't have the time to take on this extra piece of work um so I, I won't be able to do it in the deadline that you have so you're just about being honest yeah and it takes away that um emergency and instance about always wanting to say yes always wanting to please everybody and say yes 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 because sometimes by constantly saying yes we take on too much work and then we can't produce it to the deadline that the person is asking and that has a negative effect on our well-being because then that makes us feel negative about ourselves that we couldn't produce the work um that other person who maybe asks us is is you know upset with us as well so we can prevent that sort of negative feeling negative um spiral by just pausing on purpose just pop pause on purpose to say let me just check what's going on at the moment with my schedule and my other work and i will get back to you with my answer um it's a very simple technique but it's very powerful um the people who i have uh introduced this technique to have said that they have really really found it really useful um and it saved them quite a lot of um stress and frustration not just them but the people that they're working with as well just because what they've done they've allowed themselves a little bit of time to genuinely go back and check to see if they have a moment or the space to do the work which they've been asked to do so that's a lovely one to remember 
pause on purpose or pop, as I like to say, pause on purpose. It just allows your your mind to not take on too much, too much stressful work. Okay. You're not saying you're not going to do it. You just need to check if you have the capacity. So this is what I mean by making your well-being non-negotiable. It's all these little small tips that you put together. Um, you use them as and when they're little tools that you can use, you know, in different parts of your day. Um, and by using them, by keeping them at the forefront of your mind, you are saying to yourself that yes, of course I want to help people and be useful, but the best way to do that is as if I make my well-being a non-negotiable factor. Okay, so what we do, we try to do as many things as we can to protect our well-being, because as I like to say, um, and I'm at home, I need to be in the in the best physical and mental shape to look after my family, to run my home, to run my business. And if I don't invest in looking after my well-being, I can't pass on that investment into my family, home, business, work, whatever I'm doing, even having fun. You know, when you go on holiday, you want to be really well and healthy. You don't want to be going on holiday feeling completely drained and absolutely exhausted. That's not going to be a very enjoyable holiday. Yes, I know you'll be going to have a rest. I get that. But you want to go on your holiday with energy. So you've got energy to spend, explore, um, or just lie on the beach if you want to, but really enjoy your holiday. You need energy for those things to have a better quality of life. And so what I'm, my mission is, is, is helping people to understand that it's worth investing in making their well-being non-negotiable. And it is a lifelong journey. Okay. So I'm just going to pop back to the key learning points for you just to remind you. So the key learning points, as I said, making your well-being non-negotiable is a life goal. It's it's a lifelong pursuit. It's a work in progress. Um, and I believe you don't get to the point where you say, oh yes, I've arrived because there's always going to be challenges. But what making it non-negotiable means is that it keeps it at the forefront of your mind. You don't just do some well-being activities for a few weeks and forget about it. You've come to the understanding and the mindset change that says it's important for me to do my daily exercise. It's important for me to eat well as well as I can to be healthy. It's important for me to read, to be learning, because these are contributing factors to making my well-being a positive, healthy, strengthening mind, body and soul. So yes, when people say to you, is your well-being non-negotiable? You can look at them in the eye and say, yes, it's non-negotiable. And then you know why. You know why it's non-negotiable, because it's important. It's foundational to everything else you do. Number two, key learning point. Number two, self-care is not selfish. It is foundational for all the other areas of how we care for people and care for others and ourselves. So Self-care, without me looking after myself, I can't be in a strong position to look after anyone else. If I'm weak, if I'm exhausted, if I'm run down, how am I expected to have that energy to look after somebody else? So self-care is not selfish. And learning point number three, keeping good well-being helps us thrive in every other area of our lives. Yeah, so keeping good, maintaining, keeping good well-being helps us to thrive in every other area of our lives at work at home sports whatever you're doing studying it's a massive contributing factor so those are my key 
three key learning points um, from the presentation today. I hope that you have found one or two points that maybe you can take from today's uh, presentation and that you can implement them into your daily routine. And that's why I always say in my presentations, it might not be everything. You might think, well, I, I don't agree with that. That's not going to work for me. But you might just take one thing out. It may be um, POP, pausing on purpose. That might be something you might want to try. Um, or you might just say, do you know what? I am going to make my lunch break an appointment that I keep with myself. I'm going to reframe my lunch break as an act of self-care, not just something I can find out to do whenever I've got a bit of time. So hopefully you can take maybe just one thing out of here and, and uh, apply it to your daily lives. Um, my wife was actually saying how important um, her well-being was and she realised actually but uh, by, by missing um, her, her daily walking routines because we used to walk together as you realized the impact it was having by not putting that daily walk in the 30 minutes you know she was saying oh she really missed it so she's so she was getting so used to it that she began to miss it when she stopped doing it and she said right that's it I'm going to get back onto it because it helps her in her job you know she is a um, consultant pediatrician frontline health service worker um, and uh, a very pressured work you know every day dealing with families children and illnesses but she has found that by maintaining her well-being exercises and practices in healthy eating it actually is helping her to uh, deal with the the stresses and strains of her job much better than it when she doesn't so that's coming from uh, my wife who's a professional medical professional she's actually felt and seen the difference when she doesn't keep up the the well-being routines um and she said it was okay to use that story by the way she said you know she said share my story so I'm, I'm sharing her story so it's not just me saying it you know we've actually got professionals out there people who are actually noticing how important it is now not just because of the pandemic the pandemic heightened it and it's it amplified the, the need but people now are saying yeah it's really important i need to keep my well-being at a positive level to maintain it and most importantly i need to make my well-being a non-negotiable priority thank you so much for listening and watching and like i said i hope you've taken something away from today's presentation it has been an absolute pleasure and uh thanks and i think here's paul here's paul popping in now Sorry, I was just like, I'm gonna get ready to pop in. Sorry, I was just, <laughs> just ready to ask the questions and bring them in. That's uh, okay. As I say, Michael, that was an absolutely fantastic session. 40 minutes of wisdom filled tips. And um, some tips I'm gonna take with myself the lunch break tip to schedule appointments around your lunch break and put your lunch break in first. I'm gonna take that away. That's a financial it's, it's really, really key. And, and the pop as well is really fantastic. So oh, brilliant. Michael, drop them in the, the comments box below and I'll feed them in for you, Michael, if that's okay. Yes, please. Yeah, because I'm, I'm on my phone, so it's, it's a tiny little writing, so that's yeah. perfect. <laughs> no worries. No, you've had lots of comments throughout. I've been popping them up on the screen, so they've been quite quite large on, on the laptop. And um, uh, so through, but lots of people really engaging with what you're saying, connecting with your tips. Um, so really, honestly, so much, so much tips in there, Michael. So it really blasts the 40 minutes. Um, <laughs> Uh, what, what do they call it? Wisdom bombs. So, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Um, the time goes so quickly, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does indeed, but you manage it perfectly. So just while we're waiting for questions, I have one question myself. Um, sure. 
So I'm just thinking back to when I used to be in the working environment, and it's not we might not have the answer for the question today, but I think it's a, a good discussion. You might have some tips. Is you know when you're scheduling your lunch break and you're prioritizing your well-being, how do you or what tips would you have for people if they've got a bit of a difficult manager who doesn't accept or doesn't you know quite on board with the well-being type thing? I've, I've experienced that in the past, my own personal experience, where you've had to to have that challenging talk with a manager. Uh, absolutely, um, Paul, and that, that's very true. And I've had these conversations with um, with people who are working like here in Bristol as well. Um, and one of the important things to know, it's just about knowledge that you are legally entitled to a lunch break. If you work more than six or eight hours, you are legally entitled. And some people, um, believably or unbelievably, don't actually know that. So they listen to their manager and they feel threatened because they think, well, if I go against my manager, I could lose my job. Um, that isn't the case. You're protected by law. You, sh you know, if you work more than six or eight hours a day, you are legally entitled to at least a 30 minute break in, in the middle of your working day. Um, and you can call it lunch or whatever you want to. So you're legally protected to have that. Um, and there isn't anything, you know, the law of the land protects you. Of, of, in the UK, it does. And other, other organisations or countries, I'm not too sure. But in the UK, you are protected and you should take it. Um, if, if you don't and something happens to you, um, and again, I'm not saying all organisations will do this, but they could use that and flip it around and say, well, you know, you are legally entitled to have a lunch break. I didn't stop you from having a lunch break. So it's a little bit of a sort of a cat and mouse thing um so it just comes down to being um educated and knowing what you're entitled to and that is a legal requirement in the uk you can have a, at least a 30 minute lunch break if you work six to eight an hour's day no, excellent really good knowledge to know and good information for anybody who is in the uk who's who's tuned in so thank you so much for sharing that michael that's really great um the other question I have is, you're full of wisdom, you're full of knowledge, you're full of well-being. How could people connect with you or what's your preferred method of connection after the session if they, they want to have a chat or they want to know more about what you do, anything like that? Yeah, um, I think the best way really is, is my email actually, um, Paul, um, which is, I think it's on there, but I'll say it again. It's, it's mike.earl.66 at aol.co.uk. Um, but I think you, you have that anyway. You've, you've got my email. I have that, yeah. Do yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's the best way, really. And if they just put, you know, the summit or whatever it is, and, and they've got a question, that's great. And then I can go back to it and answer it in the emails. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. So I'll just drop that in and people can, can get back to you there. No, excellent. And lots of stuff coming through. Also, thank you. Supriya is saying thank you so much, Michael. We've got Thanks, Supriya. We've got a Facebook user who's saying thank you for a lovely session. Thank you, excellent. Thank you very much. Oh, um, Paul, can I can I just mention the website as well? Um, yeah. That might be another way of getting in touch because the the email's connected to the website, so it's either way. Um, and it's alwaystakeyourlunchbreak.com. So it's really easy to remember. <laughs> I'm just typing it in here. Always take your lunch break .com. Yeah, that's the website. Just can I spell it right? So there you go. Excellent. So there is a link for you to connect with Michael as well. So you've got his email address and you've also got the link to his website as well. Excellent. Really great. And somebody's confessing that they're guilty of skipping breaks. Ah, yeah. Don't skip your breaks. No, don't do that. Don't do that. 
And, 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 and the thing is, Paul, with, with, with skipping breaks is that um, it's a bit like a sort of a drip effect. You don't, you don't feel it immediately. But over time, it's like it does wear away at you. And then you wonder why you're sort of getting fatigued and tired and can't do your job maybe as well as you could. And it's just the missing the breaks. You say, well, I'll miss it tomorrow. I'll catch up tomorrow. And you don't do it tomorrow. And the next thing you know, you've gone through a week or two without having a lunch break. And then you start to get fatigued. And yeah. it's like, why is this happening? And it's it's because it's the small little increments that build up over time. Yeah. yeah. It creeps up on you. Yeah, then I'm guessing that eventually leads to, to burnout and exhaustion as well if you take it too long. Yeah, yeah, sadly, yeah, it does. Yeah, no, excellent. No, thank you so much, Michael. And I really liked your tip as well about not using technology during your break. I was guilty of that in the past. I still guilty now, now and then. But it, yeah. It still takes away a lot of your energy and you still feel like you're not having a break if you're scrolling through your phone or engaging with people. So, yeah, uh, absolutely. So Adele's saying thank you very much. Lara Chavez is tuned in. She's saying thank you so much for valuable information as well. We've got another Facebook user who's saying thank you so much. So lots of lots of people tuned in, lots of people taking oh. them that way. It's been a really wisdom-packed session. So thank you so much, Michael. Um, oh, my pleasure. So clear. I think you are clear, great tips. And uh, no, so thank you, Michael, for your session and um, for volunteering your time to be here. We're really grateful to, to have you again this year. Thank, oh, you. thank you very thank you very much paul it's been it has been a real pleasure i've really enjoyed it and it's really nice to connect with everybody again um in our wisdom creators thank you for having me no, excellent we've really enjoyed it as well and don't forget if you want to connect with michael his emails in the group and his website there is www.alwaystakealunchbreak.com that's michael Earl. thank you so much and i'll see you in our next session thank you everyone okay bye take care everyone bye bye